Movember is an annual event where men grow mustaches in the month of November to raise awareness for men's health issues. In honor of Movember, Tenant Health Central Coast is focusing on men's health topics. You've smoked for years, you know it's not good for you, but it's just really hard to quit. Stopping isn't easy, but today we'll cover why it's so important that you try and cover some helpful tips about the most effective ways to do so. We're going to talk about it today with Dr. Ross Michelle, a pulmonologist at Sierra Vista Regional Medical Center. This is Healthy Conversations, the podcast from Tenant Health Central Coast. I'm Prakash Chandran. So, Dr. Michelle, I think we all know that smoking is bad for us, but exactly how big of a problem is it in the United States? Yeah, thanks for asking. Tobacco use is the leading preventable cause of death in the United States. Cigarette smoking causes about one out of every five deaths in the U.S. each year, which is more than 480,000 deaths annually. Uh, worldwide, cigarette smoking causes 6 million deaths per year, so it is a huge problem. I can't even believe that the number is that large. And just to get into the specifics, when you say the leading cause of death, are we talking about cancer? You know, I'm curious as to what causes these smoking-related deaths. Absolutely. The number one cause of smoking-related death is lung cancer, followed by cardiovascular disease like heart attack and respiratory illnesses such as chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or COPD. Uh, there are other related uh, cancers that can be caused by smoking, like oral cancer, throat cancer, esophageal cancer, pancreatic cancer, bladder cancer, and others that all contribute significantly to the death toll. Yeah, and it, it's safe to probably say that tobacco or smoking tobacco is directly related to developing lung cancer. Is that correct? That is an accurate statement. The relative risk of lung cancer in long-term smokers is anywhere from 10 to 30 times that of lifetime non-smokers. The risk of lung cancer increases with both the number of cigarettes smoked per day as well as with the number of years smoked total. The age that a person starts smoking, uh, the nicotine and tar contents of cigarettes used, and the use of unfiltered cigarettes are all uh, bad risk factors in development of lung cancer in people that do smoke. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, you know, I have a lot of these conversations with medical professionals, and uh, every time I ask them for what the uh, prevention mechanisms are for whatever we're talking about, almost uniformly they say, stop smoking. So it's not even related to just the lung cancer that we're talking about. It's pretty much related to everything. Is that safe to say? I'd say that's an accurate statement. Um, you know, when people smoke, they just have such a higher relative risk of problems like lung cancer, anywhere 10 to 30 times that of lifelong non-smokers. So stopping smoking just has huge health benefits. So let's, let's dig into those benefits a little bit. You know, I've heard that your breathing will immediately become better uh, within a year of you quitting smoking, but maybe talk to some of the other benefits beyond that. Absolutely. Uh, in general, uh, when a patient quits smoking, they start to breathe better and have an easier time uh, being physio- physically active, and that can actually happen uh, pretty quickly within a matter of weeks. A uh, risk for heart attack drops sharply just after a year of uh, being off cigarettes. After two to five years, risk for stroke uh, plummets to about the same as uh, non-smokers, and within five years of quitting, uh, the chance of cancer of the mouth, throat, esophagus, and bladder it gets cut in half. Uh, people uh, can really start to see those benefits pretty quickly. Although another big benefit people see is to their wallets. Uh, Quitting smoking usually people a ton of money. So let's talk about how you stop smoking. 
I have so many friends that picked this habit up in high school, usually for social reasons, but now they're addicted. And no matter how many times they've tried, it seems like they just can't quit. Um, so I'm curious as to what measures you've seen uh, work and just what's available in general to people trying to quit. Well, there are a lot of things that can help people quit. Uh, the first thing is a smoker has to decide that he or she wants to quit. It's really helpful when people recognize that they need to quit for the health and the health of those around them before they try using any medicines. Once they've come to that realization and they're properly motivated, medicines like Chantex, Wellbutrin, and nicotine replacement can help people stop using cigarettes. Uh, I usually like to have my patients set a quit date and have a plan to combat cravings. Uh, support from family members, friends, former smokers, and healthcare providers can also give uh, patients an excellent chance to become and to remain smoke-free. Yeah, that sounds great. And just talking about some of the nicotine replacement stuff that you covered, um, what exactly does that look like? Is that the patch? Is there other sort of uh, therapy that people can use? Uh, nicotine replacement can come in lots of forms. Uh, some people use a patch. I tend to use a patch plus therapy, a nicotine patch plus either the nicotine gum or a nicotrol inhaler. Uh, nicotine replacement therapy itself really helps to relieve the symptoms of nicotine withdrawal when the smoking is stopped. Uh, nicotine replacement can have some side effects, but overall we do feel that the benefits outweigh the risks and that nicotine replacement therapy has been shown to be a safe and effective way to get people to stop smoking. Speaking of nicotine replacement or another alternative, we've been hearing a lot about vaping, and I'd love to hear your thoughts around vaping or e-cigarettes and if that's actually a safe alternative to smoking tobacco. Well, the short answer to that nowadays seems like it's no. Uh, we still don't understand all the toxicities of vaping or e-cigarette use, but it has become clear that there are some intense adverse effects of vaping. Uh, this year, 2019, the CDC reported over 1,000 cases of suspected severe lung illnesses called E-Valley, E-V-A-L-I, uh, or e-cigarette or vaping-associated lung injury. Most common symptoms of this lung injury were fatigue, shortness of breath, fever, chest pain, weight loss. Uh, some patients required uh, ventilator support, and there's been a case of a lung transplant associated from vaping. There have been multiple deaths from vaping. Uh, so overall, we uh, don't recommend it as a safer alternative to smoking. Yeah, that's really good to know because uh, especially some of these bigger vape brands, they advertise it as a way um, to wean yourself off of cigarettes. You know, they claim that uh, it doesn't have the carcinogens or toxins that you get from smoking an actual cigarette. Um, but as you mentioned, there are so many other uh, side effects to vaping, and we don't even know all of the details about um, what else is going to be coming down the pike, that it's better to just avoid it altogether. Would you say that that's your recommendation? I'd say that's absolutely right. That would be my recommendation. Uh, most of the patients that had the lung injury from vaping was associated with THC or the active ingredient in marijuana, but some of the patients were just inhaling nicotine alone. Uh, vaping has been uh, found to be associated with idiopathic eosinophilic pneumonia. And you're right, we really don't know exactly what's causing uh, all the problems from e-cigarettes. Some people think that the vitamin E or other chemicals there are all other kinds of, lots of other kinds of uh, carcinogens or cancer-causing compounds that have been found in e-cigarettes in trace levels. So uh, a lot of studies are uh, ongoing, 
but uh, the general consensus is we don't recommend it as a an alternative to smoking at this time. Yeah, that's really good to know. So let's say that there are um, smokers listening to this and they want to get started on their journey to quit smoking. Um, what resources are available that you would recommend to help them? Well, thanks for asking. There are a, a ton of resources out there for smokers who want to quit. Uh, the California Smokers Helpline is 1-800-NO-BUTTS. That's N-O-B-U-T-T-S. Uh, it provides uh, smoking cessation, telephone counseling free of charge to California residents. Uh, there's also a website associated with www.nobuts.org where patients can go get counseling, uh, free self-help materials, uh, quitting tips, and links to other resources. And there are also uh, resources associated with the American Lung Association at www.lung.org. There's smokefree.gov, which is the National Cancer Institute's smoking cessation website. And uh, you can even go to the American Cancer Society website at www.cancer.org. So there are a lot of things out there, a lot of resources for folks to help them stop smoking. That's awesome. It's so great that there's so many resources out there. Um, I'm curious as to if you have a friend or a family member um, that is addicted to cigarettes and they're smoking every day and you're trying to be supportive to help them quit, what advice might you have for them? You know, I think that uh, that's a great question. Just trying to be straightforward with your friend or family member about the risks uh, to their health and also the risks uh, uh, to others around them is a good place to start. Uh, offering them your support and uh, letting you know that you care about them and you want them to, to be off cigarettes, to have them uh, live a healthier, longer life is, is always a good way to start. So just in wrapping up here, you know, as a pulmonologist, I imagine that you're seeing smokers at a time when things have gotten really bad. Um, so do you have any parting words of advice or wisdom that you can share with them um, that they should understand before things get to that level? Well, we see the effects of cigarette smoke uh, every day in our office, and it can be devastating for uh, patients and their families, uh, lung cancer, COPD, oxygen use, uh, people ended up on ventilators. Uh, we just try to spare people that misery uh, by counseling them early on to get off cigarettes if they can and, and avoiding uh, those problems down the road. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Michelle, I really appreciate your time today uh, and your insight. That's Dr. Ross Michelle, a pulmonologist at Sierra Vista Regional Medical Center. Thanks for checking out this episode of Healthy Conversations, and we'd love to know what you thought of this episode. Let us know by taking a quick survey at tinyurl.com slash stopsmokingpodcast. Once again, that's tinyurl.com slash stopsmokingpodcast. For a referral to Dr. Michelle or another provider, call the Tenant Health Central Coast Physician Referral Line at 866-966-3680. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. This has been Healthy Conversations, the podcast from Tenant Health Central Coast. Thanks and we'll talk next time.